0: This week's Quarter to Three movie podcast is brought to you by Voltage Pictures and Last Seen Alive, a white-knuckle thriller starring Scottish heartthrob Gerard Butler as Will Spann. While Will is driving his suit-to-be ex-wife, really, again, Lisa, to her parents' home, she mysteriously disappears without a trace during a stop at a local gas station. A frantic Will engages the local police and Lisa's parents in a desperate attempt to find her. As time passes and suspicion falls on him, he must take matters into his own hands, delve into the town's criminal underbelly while running from the authorities in a race against time to find Lisa Butler. Span. Don't miss Gerard Butler in Last Seen Alive. Available online. Now I gotta cut loose.
1: Hello, welcome to the quarter to three movie podcast for Top Gun Maverick. My name is Tom Chick and I am here with a Top Gun Maverick tagline delivered directly from Kelly Wand. Tom Cruise's most iconic character name, a name that screams
0: adventure and rebellious behavior, Pete Mitchell.
1: I couldn't believe that that was really his name, Peter Mitchell. I thought Maverick was his name. Pete Maverick. Mitchell. Yeah, Pete. <sighs> yeah. Kelly Wonder. There are two taglines for Top Gun, or just one? yeah, uh, there's three. Three. All right. What is the second tagline?
0: Finally, a movie where Miles Teller's in class learning stuff. <laughs>
1: Kellywan normally little... you save the really good ones for last. What's our third tagline?
0: Other vehicles that you can cruise inches away upside down above your friend in a submarine, a space capsule, a porch swing, a pogo stick, roller blades, and a bolt.
1: <laughs> Wait, I don't know that any of those are true.
0: <laughs> I think the submarine one is and space K- capsule
1: Kellywan, we're gonna use uh call signs for this this podcast. you're gonna be um. I'm You're going to be tagline.
0: Those cones, those airline cones. Wait, what's my name?
1: Uh, tagline. Okay. Yeah. Can I have an underscore for one of those letters? We can give you a tag underscore line as your, as your call sign. Oh, man. Does that work? Uh, My call yeah, sign dangerous. is uh is marmoset. Okay. Because a marmoset, I think it's like a tiger. It's like a jungle. It's like a panther or something. Plus well, so you have a pouch. Marmosets have pouches. I don't
0: think I'm think a marsupial.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't. I'm not like that. Like a marmoset's like I think it's like a big muscular. Force Wait, what's at? the
0: jelly that you spread on toast,
1: Tom? Marmalade. Vegemite, right? And Vegemite? No, marmalade. <laughs> what are you talking about? Why would oh. you put Vegemite on toast? That's gross. Oh. No, marmoset is my tagline. You are is my call sign. You'll be tagline for this podcast. Tagline is my call sign. Not correct vice versa. Oh gosh, now I'm going to confuse myself. All right. At any rate, Kelly Wan. That's not what a vault does, is your point. I miss that, said
0: what a uh, capabilities are.
1: Our, our movie was directed by Joseph Kaczynski. Ah! He was great when he wrote The Painted Bird. It was, um, no, not that one, Kelly Wan. It's a different person, I'm afraid. Deep pull, deep pull. Kelly Wan, Tron Legacy, oh, Oblivion. You know, that's... what more do you want? Uh, Uh, Top Gun Maverick, written by Aaron Kruger, Eric Singer, and Christopher McQuarrie. hmm. It stars Tom Cruise, some other people in it as well. It is rated PG-13 for sequences of intense action and some strong language. (laughs) Now, Kelly Wan, America has Top Gun fever. If parents are thinking of taking their children to see Top Gun... Is there something they need to know beyond the presence of intense action and some strong language?
0: I rate Top Gun Maverick F-16 for highly suggestive scenes of men playing football, some rites of passage, and a horrifically gruesome shot of a 50-year-old man nearly breaking his neck getting thrown out of a bar. (laughs) (laughs) That triggered me, Tom.
1: Those are very important for people to know before they see the movie. That's that's fair enough. parents
0: should know that's not how you leave a bar properly. What was the name of that bar? Do you remember? Connolly's.
1: <laughs> Connolly's is a strict bar. I, I'm not sure I would want to go there. Yeah. So get, get She's like the
0: Shelley Long of the Navy.
1: Yeah, I don't understand uh, references to Cheers, I'm afraid. Sorry.
0: Aha, uh-huh, you knew it was a Cheers reference. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly Wand, no, uh, Top Gun go.
1: Maverick is at 78 on Metacritic. Ah, uh, what an unfunny number. Rotten Tomatoes has 97% of the reviews as positive. Wow. Incidentally, our next movie we're doing on this podcast, also 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. Really? Yep. Exorcist 3? <laughs> well, maybe, but The Innocence, the eskel vote movie that we're doing next, is uh, also at 97%. Oh. On Cinema Score. Top Gun Maverick has one notch above Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Oh, congrats. With an A+. plus. Sonic the Hedgehog 2 only got an A+. But Top Gun: Maverick, A plus.
0: What's Diablo Immortal got?
1: I don't know that Cinema Score rates uh, free to play mobile games. I might uh, be wrong about
0: that. I don't know how shit works. Look at me.
1: The opening weekend was huge. Made one hundred twenty four million dollars. It is so far the fifth biggest opening this year. What? What's bigger than that? Well, four movies: Spider Man, Doctor Strange, Jurassic Park, and The Batman. <laughs> the Batman so, just... bigger than Top Gun. What open bigger? Yeah, Batman is 134. Top Gun was 124. Doctor yeah. Strange opened bigger. Doctor Strange was 187. But Top Gun's got legs, apparently. Top Gun has great legs, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's doing very well. It's got uh, nice scams. And, yeah. But Kelly Wand, how did it do on the Quarter to Three movie podcast? <laughs> Before we answer that question, though, Kelly Wand, <laughs> I would like you... You
0: didn't really mean for me to answer that.
1: No, no, no. Not yet. Not that yet. Josh was me hold that thought All right. uh, because before we address that question Kelly Wand I need you to remind me what things happened in the movie it's been about a week since I've seen it so I just need a brief refresher yeah maybe a, maybe a synopsis hmm. um, perhaps synopsis. Uh, perhaps Kelly Wand a Top Gun mavropsis. that's pretty good thank you
0: considering the source <laughs> gotcha JK okay
1: Opsis gupsis, maveripsis. Oh, that's way better, Kelly Wand. I can see it in the font right now, too. (laughs) It's in bold-faced, like military.
0: (laughs) While drums and a somber bugle play, some words on the screen are all, In 1969, the Air Force decided to combine fighter jets with volleyball into a single (laughs) franchise. They called it jet fighter volleyball weapons training analysis stuff. But the pilots called it top gun. Maverick. Uh, Pete Mitchell. <laughs> the sailor from the village people spins a volleyball on his finger in slow motion and winks at us. Some random extras on an aircraft carrier hose down the runway and peel potatoes while Danger Zone plays. All the dumbasses I went to high school with who joined the Navy after seeing Top Gun One suddenly <laughs> get up and go talk excitedly to the recruiter standing behind the concession counter to reenlist. <laughs> Beside me, Kelly McGillis sits on top of Rebecca DeMornay, scowling. I didn't want to be in this anyway.
1: <laughs> why? Why is she sitting on top of Rebecca De Mornay? Um, I mean, I'm not. I don't object to that.
0: Well, they take. It's like all of his leading women. Oh, risky business. No, very scene.
1: good. I get it. I get it. Yep. So it took me a minute to catch. That was up the part now, that, that you. confused you. Yeah. You well, what I mean. Why Rebecca Demorne? That yeah. bodes ill for this office. <laughs> that part was
0: too much for you.
1: Well, if there had been a reboot or a remake or a sequel to Risky Business, I might have gotten it. Sorry.
0: No, they wrapped it up. Yep. There's no loose threads in Risky Business, Tom. Yep, that's a wrap. Maverick lives in a hangar with his pet seaplane. As we watch, he wakes up on the tarmac, picks up a wrench, and tightens a screw for a second. Then he smirks and sets the wrench down. That's enough work for today. (laughs) He opens his closet, nostalgically brushes aside his rock of age's rock, licks his dusty old blender from cocktail for the salt, accidentally <laughs> crushes his risky business sunglasses, gets his Lestat bank stuck on his scrotum, and feeds his beard from tropic thunder.
1: Then I he thought pulls- all of those, Kelly those were great. I right? Those. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's, a, it's a love letter. The closet. Then he pulls out his bomber jacket from Top Gun, graced with its trademark Chinese flag. <laughs> He pulls the motorcycle out too and drives to work to see his black friend. At the security gate, he grins at the guard, Tom Cruisley, and goes, Hey, fatty. And the farmer says, How come that pig's got a wooden leg? The guard oh. scowls but waves him through. Later, in the Navy's official room for velocity meetings, <laughs> Damn it, Mav, bad news. Admiral Harris is firing all of us and shit cannon the fly plane's faster program. Sorry, bro. Oh, yeah? Well, he's not here yet. Tom Cruise winks at us. The black friend's face is all, Aw, shit. I momentarily forgot what movie I'm in. Good thing we fueled that plane. Later, as Tom Cruise flies around dropping bombs on General's cars and blowing up their wives' skirts, even though they're old. Uh, sir, it's Admiral Harris. He's early. Uh-oh. Uh, sup, Admiral Harris? Ha-ha! Woo! I mean, uh, woo, sir. What the- My coffee mug. Uh, Mav, Admiral Harris is asking- Ordering. uh, Ordering you to stop being entertaining. Uh, Harris, uh, is- Asshole. (laughs) Piece of shit. Up fake. See what I did there? Does he look pissed? (laughs) I mean- Sir, Mavericks just hit Mach 9. Damn! That Maverick's the fastest Mav alive! Sir, um, he just hit 9.1. Damn that 50-year-old man to hell. My admiration for his speed is gradually outweighing my rage at his insubordination. (laughs) Sir, 9.2. Give her all she's got, Mav. you got this, son? Sir, uh, 9.3. In the same year as the first Top Guns, I released the classic coming-of-age tragedy, The Predator in which I taught millions of Generation X children, jungle survival, and also how to survive a cackling alien attack using only mud and Apollo Creed. Hey Arnold, how's Mrs. Freeze? Costner, Leave my wife's name out your fucking mouth! The only time you've ever been convincing was Junior. Sir, uh, 9.3, still. Eventually, Tom Cruise lands and stands in a room. Damn it, Maverick. Mach 10. That's faster than any human's ever gone in this franchise. Except Goose's body when he crashed. Thank you, sir, but it's not the acceleration pedal, it's the pilot. Well, his foot. Well, Maverick, since you personally went that fast, I got no choice. We're going to keep everyone else here at their jobs and bust you all the way back to Top Gun 1 school. But sir, I... Don't give me that look, Mav. Sir, it's the only one I've got. Literally. Well, and this. A little similar. Maverick, if it were up to me, I'd have you shot. That's actually what the law says I'm supposed to do to plane sealers. But you're a dinosaur. Everybody uses drones now for suicide missions. But Vice President Iceman says fuck safety. He thinks you'll learn a valuable lesson by going back to where it all began and teaching a motley assortment of untried recruits who are also the best fighter pilots in the world, especially this one guy, Bob. How to fly a suicide mission. Wait, Iceman, the guy who thought I was an impulsive idiot in the last movie, now considers me the voice of wisdom? (laughs) Sir, I'm where I belong, sir. Wait, where am I? Get him the hell out of here. Tom Cruise drives back to the set of Top Gun 1. On the way, he tries to outrace a plane, taking off with his motorcycle, but loses as usual. So he tries to cheer himself up with alcohol. Mav, it's me, Jennifer Connolly. Oh, hey, uh, were you in the first movie? Hey, you were the cabbie in Collateral. I never forget a face. Uh, You were about to ask me how long it'll take you to get me off. Well, like I told McGillis, uh, you are three feet taller than me, which could be good. Oh, Mav, I mean, look, actors playing Air Force cadets, including the son of your best friend who died because he forgot how ejector seats worked. If I hide my face, they won't see me. Shh. Sorry, Tom. You know the rules. She rings a bell. Hey, everybody. Drinks on Tom Cruise here. (laughs) Everybody cheers and vomits. The cadet characters walk into frame with a pool table. Hey, Phoenix. Any man ever mistake you... uh, I mean... (laughs) Wait. Nope. Have you? I mean... Hey, look, guys. I peed my pants again. Bob... Bobs all. I see we're all wearing our hats. Hmm. H underscore N G M A N. I'll figure out your call sign someday, hang man. Hey Rooster, fantastic force sucked. I'm cocky and handsome. Also, your character trait in this is that you like to fly slowly. Ah, I got a stash in this. Uh... Suddenly there's an unoccupied piano in front of Rooster, so he starts ADRing great balls of fire. Beside me, McGillis is all,
2: You take my breath away!
0: (laughs) Maverick's all, "Ah, At least my deciding to come here tonight can't get any dumber. Uh, Maverick, a credit card declined. She rings the bell again. Then everybody except Miles Teller, who doesn't notice somehow, starts chanting, Overboard! Overboard! They beat the shit out of Tom and toss his body through a shattering window onto some sand. (laughs) Tom smiles proudly for a moment, another bar tab evaded. But then, looking through the broken, bloody glass, he realizes Miles Teller looks nothing at all like Anthony Edwards. This makes him sad. He shuts his eyes for flashback mode. There's a quick sepia cutaway of Meg Ryan mouthing the words, Thankless (laughs) Roll! While Tom stares into space looking sad, all 300 people in the bar see the war hero they just kicked out looking dejected and sing even louder and laugh. Connolly cares. Not enough to go console him right then, but enough to look deeply movie-concerned. The next day at Top Gun HQ. Yeah, drones would make uh, way more sense. Uh, I'm Admiral Ham, uh, But when I heard Suicide Mission, I instantly thought of you, Maverick. Thank you, Admiral Ham. Although I haven't flown an F-15 since Mission Impossible 9. Maverick, you misunderstand. We don't want you to fly in this movie. We want you... We want to make people watch you teach it. <laughs> to Miles Teller. His fear of flying got him into the top ten of the whole Navy. Huh. Wait, shouldn't Kelly McGillis be doing this? Her character was an actual teacher. My call sign's not exactly teachery. uh... She didn't want to be in this because she says she looks, quote, age-appropriate, end quote, uh, unlike Connolly, Sarah, I decline your bluff. Damn it, Maverick, this isn't about your decline. It's about Miles Teller being the son of a guy who played piano to get you laid once 35 years ago. And Val Kilmer just texted me it'll be fine, so good luck. But I'm rooting for you to fail, and my mission to be a disaster, and everyone to die. The next day, hello, children. My name is Pete Mitchell. You probably heard of me from the movies. And your mom's. Uh, this 5,000 page user manual for the HPV 420 jet fighter comprises every single note on our script by every five star US military advisor on loan to Paramount Pictures with over 8 million years of battlefield experience and 20 Nobel Prizes between them. He slams it into the trash can, pisses on it, and sets fire to it while ham face palms. <laughs> your enemy doesn't like to read either. This way, it'll be a fair fight. Sir, Balls and Hangman speaking, I'd just like to say that uh, I'm awesome and all these other losers <laughs> deserve to die on this stupid mission, especially Rooster. <laughs> Rooster crows angrily. Ham does another face palm. <laughs> Tom Cruise is all, look, for some reason I have only two weeks to get the ten of you into the third act. <laughs> That's two, ten, three. Four of you will be on the mission. Six will be in reserve. Uh... Anyway, let's get out there and dogfight. Today your job is to kill me. Rock music plays while Tom Cruise flies around. Hey, Captain Mitchell, what do you say we put a little skin in the game? I'm interested, Hangman, although Bob spilling beer on his crotch fetish is more my (laughs) bag of... Uh, Sir, I was talking about the loser doing push-ups on the tarmac. Oh, right. Yeah, that's what I was talking about also. So, uh, how many push-ups are you talking? Uh, One? Make it three, sir. Hey, Rooster here. I don't know about stuff. Uh, Uh... (laughs) Self-doubt. The music volume goes up slightly as Maverick flies. Holy shit, I say Tom Cruise's jets flying upside down right above me. What am I supposed to even be learning from this? Attention all passengers, please leave your trays in their upright positions. And by the way, you're dead. Phoenix does push-ups while rock music plays. Later... Uh, He's right on top of us! (laughs) Self-destruct! Guys, Tom Cruise just flew so well that we switched planes! How is that even possible? What? (laughs) Our in-flight movies today will be Edge of Tomorrow and Taps and Losing It. (sighs) Later, on the runway... (laughs) One! Uh. (laughs) I said that's enough, Rooster! (laughs) Beside me, J.K. Simmons plays Wordle. Later... (laughs) Damn it, Maverick! Your job's not being awesome. It's to make sure these sweathogs blow up the target and come home, and come home, sir. Sorry, I, I thought you were going to stop after. Your target. <laughs> From now on, you'll tell me everything you think in writing. What the hell is this? A clipboard with my thoughts, Admiral Ham, as instructed, sir. Uh, ask Ham what a hard deck is, <laughs> and a dark hold. Damn it, Maverick! Get the hell out of my sight. <laughs> To celebrate his victory over Admiral Ham, Tom Cruise goes on a sailboat ride with Connolly. Water pours over the gunwales, slowly sinking their boat. Uh, I don't sail boats, I just land planes on them. Uh, lesson one, Mav. That's not a sail, it's an afterburner. Then they have a motorcycle ride without helmets at romance speed. <laughs> then they make out in her attic, but it's age appropriate. <laughs> Hey, remember that time before the first movie took place and we did that mundane thing together? Mom, I'm home! Why are Maverick soiled underwear on the front doorknob? And what's with all these stains? Uh-oh, you better go, but out the window, even though she probably saw your motorcycle in the driveway. Oh, Connolly, I'm never falling out of your window again, although I'll probably get thrown out of your bar many more times. Oh, Mav, you completed me at hello. Thanks. Hey, careful, I could die. Wow! Oh, hey, kid character. Uh, yeah. Top Gun Maverick. (laughs) Are those my condoms? Were those in your bed? It was her idea. (laughs) Just make sure they don't break again. Tom Cruise looks thoughtful. The next day, everybody plays football on the beach while Connolly watches for some reason. No one wins. The next day, things go poorly. Later. (laughs) Damn it, Maverick. We almost lost Bob out there today. Bob! You made him fly so high he fell asleep. I have half a mind to court-martial you right now. <laughs> sir, I was told once that I couldn't handle the truth. Um, okay. And it hurt my feelings, sir. And Rice, too. I mean, these are my real teeth. <laughs> Damn it, Maverick, get the hell out of my sight. And just for griping about Ann Rice, we're shaving a week off your training time and two minutes off the mission time. <laughs> Respect the cock, tame the cunt, sir. <laughs> yeah, dismissed, Maverick. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Tom finds a different dark room with Rooster in it. Yeah, man, I, I don't self-doubt. Fuck you for letting my dad die and taking his dog tags and throwing them away. What the hell was that? Uh, and you literally shitting on my application to flight school. Ah, uh, you—you weren't ready, or my digestive system was too ready. Uh, I don't believe in myself yet. Ruster, Rooster runs off crying. Maverick looks thoughtful. Then he gets a text. Come to my office and read more texts from me face-to-face so I can be in this. Tom's all, oh, cool. Is this McGillis? (laughs) After a long silence, an an annoyed emoji followed by, no, ice. Tom flies in a helicopter to the White House to visit Vice President Kilmer. There's a statue of Kilmer wearing antennae playing volleyball out front. Inside, Tom Cruise watches Kilmer type. I want to talk about work. Well, now as you're seeing, so Val points at the words on the screen. Um, yeah, I, I read those. Can you type something else? I want you to inspire Miles Teller's character better. Yeah, maybe we could just use drones for the mission. Uh, Like General Ham, Admiral, was talking, and then afterwards I just take the kid out, get him drunk, bond with him without, risking our lives. Val points at the words on the screen again. Arnold bursts in. You are not the real Batman! Arnold's arrival causes Kilmer to have a heart attack. He dies. At the funeral, a ten-gun salute fires next to Tom Cruise's ear while he's trying to deliver a eulogy. Ah, Jesus. Iceman died doing what he loved, making me hug him. Oh, here's a funny story, how he got the name Iceman. It's not really safe for work, but uh later. Damn it, Maverick, that was the worst eulogy I've ever heard in all my years of military service. The mission's cancelled. No wait, I'm gonna teach it now. Me, John Ham. But incompetently. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna help the Russians launch the missiles that are fighters myself and then drop the bioweapons on your fucking face. Actually, you know what? Later, Maverick sits on Connolly's porch till she comes home. I had a dumb day, New McGillis. Maverick, remember what you told me when you asked me if I'd ride a horse in this, like career opportunities? Don't think, do. It almost worked. Wow, you quote me to me. We're perfect. The next day. Uh good morning, students. Captain Mitchell has been fired for his friend dying. I will be taking over. Now, I've decided you'll all be using the wrong kind of ammo. And flying the jets backwards. Are there any questions? <laughs> yeah, sir, Rooster's dad died in the last movie. Why, you so far <laughs> That's enough, both of you. Now, where was I? Um, I also want you all flying in cockpits full of cement. Um, <laughs> sir? Not now. What the... Who's that flying on the radar screen over my shoulder? It's Maverick, sir. And he's coming in guns hot. Attention, flight attendants. Uh... Damn it, why do you idiots keep leaving fuel jets on the runway for him? We're letting him into the base! <laughs> sir, he's at Mach 9.3 again, um, like last time. Bombs away! Miracle number one! Mission time, .1 second. Remaining. <sighs> Maverick, flying ability, genius level. Damn you, Maverick. If I may, sir, he's where he belongs later. Damn you, Maverick, you just did the simulation with a tenth of a second to spare and nearly passed out. Any rational man might see such a close call as reason to re-risk assess the whole operation. But you're disobeying orders and stealing government property, specifically a billion dollar plane, has convinced me to entrust you with ten billion dollar planes in the lives of these young people. So, uh, you know, pick which ones you want to have uh, more screen time with. <laughs> Sarah, I choose Phoenix and Bob, and Rooster, and uh, whoever the fourth one is. <laughs> finally <laughs> later on the runway before the mission rooster uh, 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 uh. hey maverick uh, about you picking me to go on this mission uh i know we had lots of time to talk in the locker room just now uh, and in the hallway uh but i guess we didn't say anything all that time um yeah they stare at each other eventually uh, this is the Top Gun HQPA system. All pilots, feel free to confide personal information at this crucial juncture. We have plenty of downtime before the mission. No fighting success. I guess we'll talk after the mission, Roost. They nod gravely. Minutes later, and the sky's over Russia. Okay, team, watch your six. Damn it, Maverick. Rooster, you're flying too slowly. Uh, yeah, I can't do it. I, 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 <laughs> Rooster, don't think, do. Rooster's plane is suddenly flying faster. A bunch of radar screen extras cheer. Admiral, bogies. A guy points to sinister CGs on his screen. The music turns Russian for a second. Mav, you've got company. Uh, yeah, bombs away. Uh, Rooster, no. Some snow blows up. Rooster did it, sir. Target destroyed. The extras hug and point at their screens. Missile lock. Hey, everybody, who needs flares when you can block missiles with your plane? Wow! (laughs) Maverick, you idiots! Warning.
2: Maverick down.
0: Yeah, sir, I I didn't see a parachute. I'm going after him. Negative, Rooster. Repeat negative. All units fly back to the carrier. Maverick is dead. And we got the target, so let's celebrate all of it. Tom Cruise farts awake in some snow. A Russian gunship sees him and flies closer. Tom tries to trick its latest or guidance systems by hiding behind a log, but the Russian pilot tricks him back by flying over the log, and aiming its turrets at him. Somehow, both Tom and the gunship fail to notice Rooster, who shows up and explodes in the gunship with a single shot. Hey, Mav, I came back for you, duh! The missile turrets that somehow didn't fire till now shoot Rooster down. Later, Wow, wow, I can't believe none of these hundreds of guys in this base here were out looking for us, or that we're just strolling in like this. Do we look Russian? What? Well, you do. Now, if they're anything like us, they'll have a plane all fueled up with the keys in it, lying in plain... Bingo! <laughs> <laughs> can't believe I have to use masks in my other franchise. It's so fucking easy. Okay, now when I get up there, stow the ladder. At this point, my seatmate goes... Oh, is he going to leave him there? That's what I said. Moments later, Mav, that's not enough runway, Mav! Mav, Mav, Mav! JK, we're fine. Maverick and Rooster fly around bonding until two Russian MiGs show up and flank them. Everybody suspensefully exchanges random hand gestures for a bit. Hey, Mav, uh, I got an idea. Let's shoot him. sorry rooster now i don't believe in myself mav uh think or do not uh there is no uh tom cruise grins at us and shoots down one of the planes that's for your dad rooster in your face russian wait i thought my dad died in a training exercise but the music drowns him out (laughs) they try to trick the other russian pilot by flying around but eventually it acts like it's eventually going to shoot missiles back at them (laughs) Rooster, I just want you to know I thought of you the whole time I was with Connolly and I'm wearing your father's bra but his panties Mav I I, I like you now. The Russian slowly starts to hit his fire button but suddenly <laughs> someone call for another off-screen missile. Hang man. Everybody makes it back to the carrier and parties while the Russians shake their fists impotently from all the surrounding destroyers. <laughs> while all the other soldiers cheer deafeningly at a polite distance, Tom hugs Rooster and goes, Thanks for saving my life. Uh, I shoved you in the woods earlier for comic effect. but <laughs> Yeah, the woods part reminded me of my dad. <laughs> they hug while music cheers and soldiers play. Tom goes to Connolly's bar, but is told she's off on a sailing trip. <laughs> he sighs and drives off. Years pass. One day, while he's teaching Rooster what a wrench is, he sees Connolly's daughter smirking at him from an unspecified distance. Then Connolly's silver beamer blocking his runway. Everybody smiles while music plays. Some jets skyrite Maverick. Period. Tom starts to kiss Connolly, but then winks at us. Days of more thunder, huh? Eh? Ready? The end.
2: Oh Danger zone.
1: I'm still, I'm still dying at Vice President Iceman. Oh yeah, that was awesome. He texts now.
0: That's his new thing.
1: And new McGillis. Ah,
0: oh, <laughs> she was so great. Oh. And the same height. Kelly
1: I uh, okay. Now we have to talk about the movie. That's the same. Well, Look, <clears throat> I mean, what's a movie part? that is slightly better than this and a movie that's not quite as good?
0: You know, I was having trouble with Overs because uh, there's not that many Jet movies that I feel like I've seen. Like, okay. was Top Gun the only one besides Stealth, that Jessica Biel Waterfall thing? Jessica Biel Waterfall thing? You don't remember Stealth? with one of uh, the, either uh, josh lucas or lucas black, oh no no you're right with josh lucas up. yeah
1: yeah yeah i do i do yeah
0: and jamie Where's fox the, maybe i was
1: gonna say yeah who's the black guy in it right jamie oh fox. the cabbie from collateral
0: yeah <laughs> right maybe. right. there you go uh but i didn't go with that i just wanted to mention it for fun um i went with uh, airport 75 because
1: ah really there you go fun. is that the one where it sinks or oh no that's the one where the cessna hits it yeah in the front yeah
0: so it's a failed dog fight okay <laughs> that it is sure And I wasn't sure if Firefox was my over or my under. But my under is Top Gun, number one, because uh, I didn't like Top Gun 1. I found it to be really girly and romance-heavy. It was like a chick flick, I thought. But I remember it being inexplicably, crazily popular like Avatar back in 1986. And I was like, you guys are all crazy. That was the first time I realized the public can be really dumb. So. That was a very valuable lesson to me as a creative, Tom.
1: But what you're over is Airport 75? Yeah. <laughs> so you didn't like this? or, or, or were, were No, I love any... Airport
0: 75.
1: Oh, oh, you do like Airport 75. Okay. I liked uh, this, too.
0: Quite so a I see. So we're
1: just in the pantheon of airplane movies, this is better than Top Gun, but not quite up there with uh, Airport, Airport 75. 75 yeah. Okay, good. Fair enough. And
0: then Firefox, it was like somewhere near it. I can't imagine Firefox holds up. I can't That's, either, but he, he like is in Russian territory for a while, so he has to get in fistfights and stuff, and then um, I don't know. It also it's a telepathic plane, right? right yeah, yeah. And he, so he has to go get, up against a Russian with another telepathic plane. Why didn't you steal both of them, or why didn't they just send two guys? Yeah. Anyway, um,
1: yeah. But I was a big fan of Top
0: Gun Maverick. I was really surprised to okay. say on that. So,
1: all right. Um, well, Kelly, one my over and under are. Um... You were trying to think of of Jet movies. I think of this as very much a Tom Cruise movie, obviously, Hmm. uh, because it's very much powered by his his charisma, his appeal, which is considerable. Um, And I would put over this, and I I like this as well, Kelly I'm a a big fan of this, although I don't necessarily think it's good, I just think that it works. Uh, I think it's great. I think it's
0: beautifully edited.
1: Okay, we'll we'll talk about that in a minute, but it might, I'm... Taking it from the perspective of someone who who really enjoyed it, uh, who think it's very – I think it's very effective, but I didn't like it as much as another Tom Cruise movie called Oblivion, hmm. um, which I feel has a great sci-fi mystery wrapped around it. Um, Oblivion has a great look to it. I like the focus on the characters over the hardware, over the concept. Um, so I like this a lot, not quite as much as Oblivion, but I liked it a lot better than Edge of Tomorrow which I thought had a weaker Ah. premise and and an uneven use of its characters. Um, Do you feel you're the minority on edge of tomorrow?
0: Probably. I mean, a lot of people like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
1: it's a, it's a Doug Liman movie. It's well enough made. And yeah, but my issue with it is I didn't care for the the premise and I didn't care for the, I just thought the characters were unevenly folded into the action. Like some of them, Tom Cruise got way more attention than others who I felt should have had more attention. Emily Blunt, for instance. Um, So, Edge of Tomorrow, this is way better than that. Um, But I really liked this, uh, and I didn't think I would.
0: You know what I? What surprised me about it? What Um, is uh, we're getting a lot of nostalgia bait kind of shit lately, and I mean we're really swimming in it. This Obi Wan show, which I haven't watched, um, and you know all these sequels and reboots and shit, and. Top Gun Maverick to me was really exciting because it's a
1: whole it's like an actual it's a better adventure than the first movie and it's like a real adventure. Like he's So I don't remember much about the first movie at all. I I'm sure I saw it in theaters. Uh it's I mostly training this, shit. Well, it's also a super Tony Scott movie, I'm guessing. Right. And I, that's just not really my bag. Um It's
0: not my bag either, and there, but there's a ton of just romance and like right. the right. the like the notes that you see parodied in hot shots basically play out like the friend dies, but he just, he takes the dog. T- like it's just these series of just Tony Scott scenes with flags in the background that
1: are right, really boring.
0: Right. But this to me was way different in tone. And well, and I, I think, like yeah, it's a different character.
1: Even. Well, it's a different character. It's a different time, a different director. Um, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Like but the jet stuff was fun. For me, for I, so I really time. liked it. I, I, I'm i a little torn, Kelly Wan, because I really liked the, the, the flight footage and the jet stuff but oh my god it is so absurdly science fiction like it is no well well i mean i i it this was for me was indistinguishable from watching tron legacy or oblivion when it comes to the action sequences like there's nothing in this that appeals to me as someone who actually knows a little bit about some of these airplanes i loved looking at them they're gorgeous uh and i love the photography uh you know it's a a beautifully shot movie of course Um, but it's just – they might as well have used spaceships. Uh, but Like for, for something that I feel is romanticizing the Navy and their hardware, uh, I feel they did a terrible job of showing it off. Uh, you mean realistically or in- – Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, just, they just put the hardware – they put their hardware where an X-wing might as well be. Like, there's nothing in here about what the F-18 actually does, about why an F-14 was in service for so long. There's nothing in here about what modern naval aviation is like, what modern aviation combat is like. Uh, and I'm okay with that. Like, that's not necessarily a complaint. But I just I, – you know, it was no different from watching spaceships shoot at each other for me.
0: Well, I mean, for me, that moment happened very early in the movie because – the whole idea that, I mean, he gives him a speech about drones and then the mission really would have been, this is the mission they would send drones on.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. And right. so
0: that, that's a total breach of realism that happens like within the first 10 minutes. And so I was like, okay, it's a dogfighting movie that would never take place. Like the, possi- the suspension of disbelief moment came very, very early in this. And I was like, I kind of was embracing it, maybe because I have such bad memories of the first Top Gun. And so I was like, oh, these are no- these
1: are more interesting notes than the first movie subjected me to. I, I, you know, that's a good point, Kelly. When I think the issue for me, the way I would put it is I have a hard time suspending disbelief when it is a piece of equipment that I know about and admire. <laughs> See, I know nothing about it. So yeah, I'm like a perfect target audience for this. Yeah, and like that airplane, for instance, that he had in his hangar at the beginning that – you know, that that's a P fifty one. You called it a seaplane, and I bristle at that because the P fifty one is an amazing piece of machinery that helped us. It was crucial to helping us win World War Two. Like that thing he had in his hangar has a very specific role in history. Uh that should make you like the movie more then. Well no no, I loved seeing it. So when the F eighteens come out and the F fourteen comes out at the end for that little that little kind of surprise ending where they take off in the F fourteen, like yeah. Even showing the SR-71, that big old Blackbird that he's testing, Like, it was just so goofy and cavalier with these amazing pieces of machinery with how it folded them in there that I couldn't help but bristle a little. And I'm not saying that I object to it because Lord knows if you were to make a movie about those things, it would be super boring. Yeah, here's here here's an example. Wait, Kelly the Juan. bristle came during the
0: opsis when I called it a seaplane, or the bristle came in the movie when you were
1: watching. Oh that? no 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 no! Just during the movie, like a, a how cavalierly the movie was treating these pieces of equipment, for oh, which okay. I have an enormous amount of respect, which which I really admire. Yeah. Um, no, no, that, like you calling it a seaplane, I just wanted to get in there and say, no, Kelly Wan, that's a P fifty one Mustang. Opsis it, it, Kelly's it, an
0: idiot. You know this.
1: But no, no, I would do that to any, like anyone. That's the thing is, I saw that people on a boat guy. I wanted to stand up in the theater and point out that's a p fifty one and here's why it matters. It's really uh, cool shut up here are the fool. reasons right <laughs> right right and then someone would tell me to sit down and shut up fair Thank enough you. um but so i I don't know it was just kind of a, a feeling I had as I was watching it is and I, I think a lot of people who maybe like I don't know if someone in expecting the expecting Navy... too
0: much from a summer blockbuster, but go on.
1: Well, I don't. Again, I, I'm not expecting the movie would be shot differently. I'm just talking about like how I reacted to it, it was, as it was happening. Yeah, okay, that's true. Um, and it made me wonder too if people who were in the Navy watching this movie I'm might curious. have. Pardon?
0: I'm, I'm I'm dying to know what they would say about it.
1: Well, but remember, like, would they have that same weird feeling I have about how cavalierly it's treating the, what these things can and can't do? I think they'd be Um,
0: ambivalent, and they would go,
1: "It's good we saw it at all, and it was fun." Like I I would say, what you're saying—that
0: was well. I I would
1: hope because here's the thing: it didn't. Like I say, I I enjoyed the movie, and it didn't really. It just—it was more difficult for me to suspend my disbelief than it would be in other situations. Um, Mm -hmm. That's kind of all I'm saying. I did ultimately suspend it. I enjoyed the heck out of it. You know, the Death Star trench run, as dumb as it yeah. was, was a super fun conceit for for this mission. Um, here, here's another thing, Kelly Wan. I think you're thinking and not doing when you're. <laughs> I'm definitely thinking. I'm thinking you're thinking right. Thinking too much. Yeah. Uh, they removed it completely from any real world context with this whole idea of it being. Uh, <laughs> and you know what? I kind of. <laughs> This whole idea that it was a rogue state somehow enriching uranium that has these fifth generation fighters. There's only one solution, Tom. We got to send in dogfighters. That's it. Diplomacy I mean, failed. But but, that, but diplomacy with whom? It was a rogue state. Like they they Russia. invented. No, it wasn't Russia. There was clearly no. never another country mentioned in this movie. Right. We don't even know what territory they were flying over. Uh, Doesn't matter. But that's the thing: is I, I kind of like I want, I wish want that details. there had been some real world context. There are good guys and bad guys in the world right now, and I don't, I wouldn't have minded if Tom Cruise bombed North Korea or Russia, uh, who else? <laughs> I guess maybe those yeah, two. that's the thing. The
0: first Top Gun is not a war movie either. I know, I know, it's
1: a training movie. This so, one's more of a war movie. So you know, I, I really should. That, that I'm, I, I freely concede I'm being silly because this movie is a great time. And these aren't real objections I have. They're just things that I noticed and kind of I. You're taking the happening. you're taking the defense of the planes. So there's something noble about your uh, moaning. Well, that's a very kind way to put it. But 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 I, I think it, you have the right idea, Kelly Wan, When you say I'm I'm thinking, not doing. In that doing state of mind, I had a great time. But there's that little corner of my brain thinking, eh, I don't, that's that's not how an F-14. Works. Okay, here you go, Kelly Wan. I'm just going to get this out of the way, and then we're going to stop talking about realism. those wings that fold on an Uh F-14, you know, there's that whole thing where he pops them forward as they're going to take off. And Miles Teller's like, Whoa, what are you doing? That's crazy. Don't do that. Yeah. That's how you, that's how an F-14 takes off normally. What's Miles Teller saying? Pardon? Miles Teller is surprised when he pops the wings forward. But why would he be? Is that wrong? He shouldn't be. Popping the wings forward gives it more lift for slower flight when it takes off. Like it's so stupid that the movie somehow presents rolling the wings forward as something bold you would do on takeoff. Uh, Tom, Miles Teller's in the top 10
0: pilots. In the I country, know. Right. Right. You're just some <laughs> random video game dude.
1: And that really, like, again, these are such dumb complaints. So I don't know why you didn't show down earlier. I think it's hysterical. <laughs> no,
0: because I want to hear your
1: whole, well, I want you to win me over. But... Well, here's, here's the thing I approve here. I am probably a lot more conservative than most people think because I agree with 90 percent of like what a classic liberal believes. However, one of the areas where I feel I am kind of conservative is I am supportive of Top Gun and this movie as celebration as necessary, celebrations of warrior culture. Um, I, I think that it is valuable sure. to, ro- to yes. romanticize the horrible position. That we have to put young men and women in to fight wars. You have uh, to make it
0: appealing, a recruit poster. Well,
1: basically, in a way, to create this romanticized image to uh, attract them. And I, I mean, it's a terrible thing that we do. Um, yeah. You know, fighting wars, and it's a terrible thing that any nation does. But you basically have to trick people into thinking that it's that it's fun, that there's a, that there are upsides, and there are, it's by the necessary. way. Necessary. Yeah, because it is necessary. It's a terrible necessary thing that any that any nation needs to do. So, the conservative side of me, I appreciate that, I understand that, and I think that Tom Cruise making this movie that makes people think, "Wow, the Navy is awesome. Maybe I should do that." I'm kind of for that, and I, that makes me feel like super conservative and weird to say, but uh, that's kind of my feeling as I watch this movie. I'm like, yeah, go Navy. You know, the, the funny Top Gun came out in 84, six. 86, Okay, yeah. and then Tailhook like kind of erased the goodwill from Top Gun. Like the Navy was Top Gun for five years or so, and then for the next twenty years, the Navy was Tailhook, which was that that uh you know that that uh. There, was, there were conventions where they're harassing women. It was basically Tailhook was instrumental in calling out how the, the U.S. military establishment is unfair to women. Uh-huh. Um, and I feel like we've made a lot of progress, and I am comfortable with now going back. And let's go back and celebrate now the Navy and then the Marines and the Army and the Air Force. Um, I feel mm-hmm. like Tailhook, that – you know that that did damage and now we can start applying these little fun recruitment patches like top gun movies
0: well women like the volleyball scene so it wasn't a total loss man
1: i wished that volleyball scene had better lighting on uh monica barbaro (laughs) (laughs) that volleyball scene i'm like yeah fine okay glenn powell and miles teller sure yeah they're cut could we please put more lighting on miss barbaro oh was she phoenix she was Phoenix, a oh, okay. beautiful young woman who plays Phoenix. Yeah, I, I noticed they, they didn't they didn't feature her nearly as much in that volleyball scene as I personally would have preferred. Right. <laughs>
0: um, well, it's not just for you, Tom. It's for everyone.
1: But that's another thing, though. Kelly Wand is part of the fallout of Tailhook. Was the Navy saying, "Yeah, okay, we're going to put women in more. They're they're allowed to be combat pilots. They're allowed to serve on uh, more combat ships." Uh, so you know, I, I love now that we have a Top Gun. It's got, there's only the, she was only the one woman, but, um, but it's got a, a female character in it. So.
0: Well, and she made the final four.
1: And, and well, she wasn't anything
0: disgraceful.
1: Well, yeah, I, I liked too that she was one of the prominent cast members. Yeah. I liked that a lot. She wasn't Bob. She was well, not Bob. Is <laughs> her comic relief? Uh, uh yeah. I did like
0: Miles Teller
1: in this. And you didn't think Contrary. she was like. Yeah, I did. Think, oh, okay. Cause I loved, I, that kind of broke my heart Don't, when he walked in. Like I yeah. just loved that moment. Don't read too much into the opses, because I have to make jokes out of nothing sometimes. No, no, I know. I know. Right. I I just didn't know if you actually... Because that was one of the things that I... You know what, Kelly Wan? Can I tell you how... All right, I've complained about this movie. Can I tell you now how this movie makes me understand when directors go soft? Oh, okay. Yeah. Sure. So, you know, like, like Scorsese makes Mean Streets, and then you fast forward enough and he's doing stuff like Hugo... Um, Spielberg does Jaws and then, you know, doing Spielberg movies. everything but Jaws. Yeah, exactly. George Miller does Mad Max and he does uh, Happy Feet. Um, But then he comes around to Fury Road. Right, right. But I realized as I was watching Top Gun Maverick, I too have become an old softy, Kelly Wand. Uh. What I would have previously dismissed as like sentimental or cliched. Uh Uh-huh. Super worked for me, and I'm a little oh. sheepish about it. No, I've
0: it's ever since
1: I cried
0: at Creed two on a plane, <laughs> which was due to oxygen deprivation rather than filmmaking craft. I, I like to think. Uh, wait, I don't know why I like to think that, but um, yeah, I can be had. Every execution's everything. I've cried at books too. Well, but, I don't. But you know what? It makes me cry. It's never. Um, maybe i've already said this it's not when things are sad though it's like i'm i'm i cry like from stupid courage or like thing when someone's really noble in the face of like something awful like
1: like when an
0: injustice is prevented by someone's useless sacrifice that stuff always gets me and animals why stuff.
1: does that why does that get you um because it's it's like they're not you're not doing
0: it for glory you're doing it for like you're doing it to save, yeah, yeah, it's pure yeah.
1: selflessness. That always... So the things that got me in this movie, Kelly, Wand, and they were very specific. And I'm sure I, I don't, I don't well, uh, well. The first one was I, I, as as you might imagine. So he, here's my thing about directors getting old and soft, and even guys like us getting old and soft. The things that you might otherwise dismiss as sentimental or cliched, if you live long enough, if you go through life long enough and amass enough experiences. Some of those things will end up having a very powerful resonance for you. Of years. course. Because there's certain. So for, yeah, go ahead. You know, well, so for instance, um, the whole thing with Val Kilmer losing his voice, like from right. throat cancer, you know, after what I've been through and after there, there were times going yeah. through it where even as recently as eight months ago, where I thought I was going to lose my ability to speak. Um, so seeing what they did with this character, even though, like you said, I thought it was a little silly because he was his nemesis, I seem to recall. I don't remember them bonding but but i was okay, like did. oh okay so it, yeah but also that was his son's real
0: voice when he was talking just fyi
1: wait whose son's real voice al kilmers he can't even speak
0: yeah
1: oh my god so it's
0: kind of like an fdr pearl harbor moment
1: oh are you kidding me he i mean overcomes... i know they in that stupid snowman movie i thought they you know they tried to get him to speak and or i think they just dubbed over his voice in that
2: yeah
1: i didn't know because I actually thought he sounded so good. I was so happy for him. No, Kelly won, you fucker. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh. Well, no, you're supposed to be
0: moved that his son was there to help. I am moved by that
1: I am. But I really did think, you know, he doesn't sound that bad. I don't know why they didn't have him do the rest of the scene. That's the thing. Oh. If, he sounded,
0: if he sounded that okay, you could have just done the whole movie.
1: Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that.
0: But he has to over – it's more science fiction.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, that's the thing, though. As you might imagine, that – I can totally understand how that scene might have read sappy to some people, but I was so moved by it, and and the fact that they it's wanted to writing. put it's great writing. The fact that they wanted to put that in this movie, yeah. not just to acknowledge Val Kilmer's role in the last movie, but to acknowledge what's happened to him since then. Like, yeah. it's just such a, a beautiful. I mean, it, and it further too, um, just makes me just have good thoughts about Tom Cruise and his production company that yeah. they did that. Well, he fought
0: so, for that. So.
1: Yeah. Oh, wait, are you saying – yeah, yeah, exactly, right. But he didn't have to fight I,
0: very hard. Well,
1: I don't, exactly, right, because I don't doubt too that the idea was floated. Hey, let's just recast the role or cut the role or something. Yeah. And I can totally see Tom Cruise or someone saying, nope, let's do it this way. Yeah. People will appreciate it. But the bigger one for me, Kelly Wand, where normally I would be, eh, okay, whatever. I mean I, I, I will never admit to crying in a movie. I uh-huh. will lie about it. So I am telling you right now, Kelly Wand, Uh I did not cry in this movie. Oh, good. But you don't know if I'm lying or not. But I will tell you. If you had had cried,
0: what would have made you
1: cry? If I had cried, it would have been seeing a story about watching the son of your friend who died come into himself, Hmm. like discover himself, become himself. Thanks to you. Because – I had just spent the weekend with, with Christian's family oh. watching Kiernan Morosky graduate high school. Mm. So all that stuff about Tom Cruise sitting there thinking of his of, of Goose and, and looking at Goose's son, like I just had this powerful, powerful resonance from having spent the weekend with Kiernan mm. and just thinking so much about Christian. And, uh, you know, if that hadn't happened to me, I might have thought, oh, that's just super sappy and stupid. But instead – my god, Perfect that timing. tore me up in this movie, yeah, uh, yeah, I and I love it. I think I was I thinking
0: that too and wondering if you were getting any of that.
1: Well, it's I, knew I mean, what it, you were up to, <laughs> and it is such really? a universal thing. But it, you know, right. if you live long enough, it's going to happen. Your friends are going to die, and their children Your are going to be behind, there. or their yeah. yeah, kids, yeah, yeah. Um, so. The the things that uh I, yeah I, I this movie whether or not it was good I kind of don't care because it was effective it really got that me. makes it good to me like, well no I, because I'm a very
0: cynical yeah. man and it was working on me too and that I'm not an easy room so I give I credit the movie for me not disliking it
1: would you say it was the I mean, thing is not, what makes R- it good what what fails to make it good well here's the thing I want realism. to call it. I want to be able to say this movie was overly sentimental and it was cliched. Mm. I don't know. Is that true? Like, I don't know. Not compared that to make- the first one. That's for goddamn sure. <laughs> but watch <laughs> Top Gun 1. You'll
0: come crawling back to
1: Maverick. Uh, you, on you're one. definitely right. Yeah. Yeah. I was,
0: I had zero interest in this fucking movie until I saw it. And it was, it took me about 10 minutes and then I, I was, I fell for it really hard. Like the dialogue was making me, at first I was laughing at the dialogue and then I was kind of laughing with it. Like I was charmed by. Well, the,
1: Kelly Wand, I'm Angen, glad you brought.
0: Rooster. Oh yeah, ready?
1: I'm glad you brought the dialogue up. Do you feel ready for a game of good writing, bad writing? Yeah,
0: I don't remember much bad writing, so I'm gonna. Really All right, well, let's go to a brief. Put commercial On my thinking cap.
1: Oh yes. Yeah, we'll let's have a brief commercial break, and then we will come back for good writing, bad. writing I hope it's a really good commercial. <laughs>
0: This summer, take a break from superheroes and swimming pools to see Where the Crawdads Sing, produced by Reese Witherspoon Kaya Clark, otherwise known as the Marsh Girl, by the townspeople of Barkley Cove is mysterious and wild. Abandoned by her family, Where the Crawdads Sing is a coming-of-age story of a young girl raised by the marshlands of the South in the 50s. Watching many years past when the town hotshot is found dead and inexplicably linked to Kaya, the Marsh Girl is the prime suspect in his murder case. See Where the Crawdads Sing only in
1: theaters on July 15th. Are you ready for good writing, bad writing? Yeah, I'm excited. I have here three lines from the movie Top Gun Maverick. Wow. I'm going to read them to you and then you tell me if the writing is good or bad. All right. Okay. First, a disclaimer.
2: All
1: right. The disclaimer out of the way, Kelly Wand. Here you go. The line is – talk to me, Goose. Good writing or bad writing? Uh, is this one of those ones where you don't give me the context of the line? Do well, that it's, it's said a couple of times um, – the first time when he's like, back, when he's up, I think it's after he hits Mach 10, uh-huh. maybe before, but he gets up and he's like at the edge of the earth and he's up there almost in space and he says, talk to me, Goose. Um, he says it another time during the mission. Um, there are at least three times that he says it.
0: I think it's good writing because he's making sure Goose is
1: still alive. <laughs> like he's keeping Goose alive in his heart.
0: Yeah. And he wants and you to talk m- to him.
1: Yeah. You're an old softy too then. Ha ha. Oh. <laughs> please talk to me but it is it is like I, I like how it like even though I haven't seen Top Gun in however many years I certainly remember that line because I think it's like super quotable right wait a minute you're what? quoting lines from the first Top Gun Well, but they say it in Top Gun Maverick talk to me Goose Kelly Juan, have you seen Top Gun Maverick
0: who's he called Goose in it I forgot
1: it, it, well it's always when he's alone it's like a, it's like. Uh, a, yeah. Sorry. It's like he just kind of quietly mutters it to himself. I thought it was a flashback. <laughs> Where
2: he? Never
1: mind. Oh no no no. Okay. The death scene. Well, no, you made me think because I'm thinking I'm going to feel super dumb, but no no no. There it might He's be doing a Luke thinking.
0: talking Obi Wan.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Ah, okay. Yeah. Yes. So good writing. Because Obi Wan's always good writing. <laughs> um. I will. Yeah. Definitely. Kelly one. You've got it. And especially because. Well, yeah, it's good writing for how it invokes the first movie, for how it – And the verb. It's like uh, the Greenberg uh,
0: ending when she's like, and this is you or
1: something. Oh, right, right, right. Very good. The very last line in Greenberg. Very good.
0: And then her first line is, are you going to let me in when she's in traffic? So it's like that.
1: Well, do you know – so another reason I thought this is good writing. Uh Well, actually, I don't know. This might be a bad – part of the writing i do like that line kelly one you've got a point but do you remember when miles teller says talk to me dad oh no yeah because there's a well, that sounds a- like the movie it's in the movie but why would he know about that like why it's would just something see- they have in common
0: it's just it's it's how he and maverick are bonding without realizing they're bonding they both seek gooses
1: and uh, I, I mean posthumous it sounds, counsel. it's a huge coincidence though don't you think like, because Tom Cruise, Pete uh, Mitchell said it, because Goose was his avionics officer in a two-seater aircraft, and he had to keep he, he said talk to me, like tell me what's going on, um, like that's something that he has said repeatedly in his life. Miles Teller's father died when he was an infant. Why would he go through life saying, "Talk to me, Dad"?
0: Because Goose was a legendary talker, when he was alive. <laughs> and when he talked, people listened. And he was really inspiring. He gave really inspiring speeches, like John Hamm. And you know,
1: it was a, it was a touching moment in the movie, but I don't feel that you they would have cut it. which you would have cut the
0: Miles Teller
1: one. Well, because the thing is, I know I see why they did it with the Miles Teller line, but if you mm. think about the Miles Teller line, I think it doesn't make any sense.
0: Well, it is Top Gun: Maverick, so I defend it.
1: I mean. I'm not saying it's it. a bad line. I like the line. Mm-hmm. It's a very effective line. You're sick. So, well, we don't know. Wait, how old was he when
0: Goose died? Um, well, a well there's shirt. pictures.
1: There's the little pictures of, of. Yeah, but
0: is that the day he died, or is that?
1: Well, he died. I mean, it's that. whatever the actor was that they used for the infant. And top how come guy? Meg Ryan wasn't in this fucking thing? She was. Oh yeah. Flashback. All right, Kelly. One, you've got one point. Here's for your, for you. a second point. Shut out. sir. I just wanted to say. <laughs> We'll talk when we get back. It is where you, you brought this this moment up in the Opsis. It's uh, where Miles Teller says, sir, I just want to say, but then an announcement cuts him off. And once the <sighs> announcement stops, Tom Cruise says, we'll talk when we get back. See, this Telly is – is that yeah. exchange good writing or bad writing?
0: Uh, I consider it good writing because – Tom's reassuring Miles Teller that they are both going to be back and they'll hear that conversation and there's nothing to worry about and not not be distressed too hard. And uh, yeah, we could have talked before, but it's more valuable to know that we're going to talk later. So now, good writing. Kelly but, Warren, it, oh, oh go ahead. Well, it's just... Uh, no, I'm going to stand by that.
1: <laughs> Isn't, however, that movie language for... I'm not going to make it back. Yeah. Aren't aren't they setting up the expectation that this whole we'll talk when we get back, Tom Cruise isn't going to make it back. Yeah, but that could be a false flag. Furthermore, when he gets in his airplane and Hondo does that, oh, I don't like that look, you know, they're going to do their little exchange. Tom Cruise can't muster much enthusiasm for it's the only one I got. And then he says to Hondo, look, I just want to thank you if I don't come back. Like they're setting up that he's not coming back. In a they're Han using, Solo Jedi way. They're Exactly. They're using what we know about movie tropes and about uh-huh. the way dialogue is written to to make us think this is Tom Cruise's last mission. So that when he does that little maneuver over yeah. uh, Miles Teller's airplane, we think, oh my God, they killed Tom Cruise. Right. They are setting up the trick yeah. several lines in advance. And I thought not, it wasn't just good writing. I thought it was good writing and brilliant plotting. So, oh. Well, well, that wasn't, got
0: two- that, I wasn't asked that question, so I will. I was going <laughs> to say
1: that anyway. So well, maybe we'll stupid. have we'll have a good plotting, bad plotting spinoffs, maybe at some point. But yeah,
0: that's a good point. I mean, and I recognized that line for what it was when it was happening, and I even remember thinking when I heard it, right. Oh, that's the trick line. Oh, um, oh the trick line. Like you,
1: you were suspicious of that line.
0: Yeah. Because the, this is kind of a stupid, this is a fuck thing to say in a way, but like the movie was so esteemed before I saw it and everyone had seen it that I feel like if he was going to die in it, it would have been spoiled for me before that. Ah, okay. That's, that's a fair point. Um. So in a way, I kind of didn't think he, anything, I didn't believe anything too bad was going to happen to Tom. But when he got shot down, I was really enthralled and like, oh, I didn't think that, that was going to happen. Like I, thought I thought he'd have a close call in the cockpit.
1: Right, right. Yeah, yeah. So when he got shot down,
0: I was like, oh, maybe I was wrong.
1: Well, and also it's like you're setting up like either he's dead or we're gonna have a bunch of action outside of an airplane now. Right. I didn't know I was that was gonna be in here. Yeah. yeah. But
0: Miles Teller, John Hamm going come back to the carrier, Miles Teller, and then it fading to black. I'm like, ah, okay, I know the next ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Except I couldn't have predicted the Hangman one. Like, okay, it's
1: gonna be Phoenix or Hangman or Bob. I would have predicted Bob actually
0: for the final De- Deus Ex mock.
1: Oh, ah, well, so the reason it wouldn't be, but Bob's not a pilot, unfortunately. Whatever, nerd. Yeah! <laughs> but I, the, the reason I knew it was definitely going to be Glenn Powell, and yeah. I love that guy, by the way. Yeah, the he's great I, in this. He was really I, I, good. Yeah, the reason I knew it was going to be him is he needed a, a redemptive arc. Like they right, needed right, to right, somehow right. make up for the fact that he was an asshole. Yeah. So Yeah, and they were out of mission
0: time to do it in. Right,
1: <laughs> right. Uh, all right, the last, Kelly one. this might be a shutout. You might get all three points. Well, Top Gun
0: Maverick is a pretty, this is the children's difficulty.
1: So well, far. here we go. I'm going to give you this exchange. You tell me if it's good writing or bad writing. Mm-hmm. Thank you for saving my life. The response is, it's what my father would have done. Ah, Kelly one. is that good writing or bad writing?
0: That's good writing. Why is that? Because it's what Goose would have done if he hadn't died like a dumbass. So. <laughs> that's very
1: sweet of you Yeah, Kelly I'm sorry I can't give you a, a, a perfect score because I think it's a stupid line why do you respond to thank you for saving my life with yeah that's what my father would have done because we got to no. resolve that arc quickly but no no wait what kind of reply is that I mean sure he can invoke his father if he wants but that line makes it sound like he did it because it's what his father would have done no, you know, presumably, he did it out of at least a sense of camaraderie if not obligation. like he, No, because he's be the having issues leaving.
0: about his dad, and he's going, the issues, we now have closure about my dad.
1: That's not by him saying, I only saved your life because my dad would have done it? How no, he's not saying only. You added only. But that's what that sounds like. If I say, Kelly Wand, if you say, Tom, thank you for saving my life, and I say, it's what, my, wait. <laughs> it's It's you being humble,
0: it's a humble brag.
1: No, it's not a humble – they're it's not like humble a, people. They're not like that though. It's a, you're right, Kelly Wand, in that it's supposed to be closure for the, the goose arc. I think it made it's a you dumb cry place cry to put it. And you're, you're, and you're resentful. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and I'm so overcompensating for the fact that I was right. bawling in the theater. <laughs> That's you. Kelly Wand, I can neither confirm nor deny any statements about whether I cry in any movies, but
0: uh, – I'm not changing my position, so I'll take the, the
1: L. Uh, Although Kelly Wand, still you still get a majority rule. You did. Away. Are you ready for a fun bonus one now? You no, I can, This was a win for you this time, Kelly Wand. Two out of three. Here's a bonus one. That's a
0: weird one for you to
1: call bad writing, I think. But go well, on. It's what my father would have done. Well, no, I mean, I, I really think it's it, it's just an awkward. And, it's kind of cheap. And, yeah, I, their think whole thing is, I think you're thinking and not doing again. when you listen I, I agree. Them. I agree. That is a very fair point. <laughs> Good writing, bad writing is a
0: think-not-do contest in general.
1: I, I do that. However, also that, by the way, uh, bad plotting. That whole stupid idea that Miles Teller in an F eighteen goes back. I mean, if he's been, what's he gonna do? That was so dumb. No, <laughs> oh, it's awesome. No, I mean, mean you, how do you get past the missiles? Is my fault. Well, point. yeah. Well, how do you get past the missiles? Now they've got to rescue two people. Right. No, that Miles Teller. That that was. Yeah, I but mean, John
0: Hamm when he's confronted with heroism he has no choice but to just <laughs> hand out medals and salaries and, that's true yep and yep He's. i also
1: really liked him in this i thought he was just hysterical every john ham
0: yeah
1: oh god, oh, god no, no john ham I, I think needs to like, john ham in comedy he needs to be the always, villain yeah yeah john ham is always a hit in a comedy you cannot yeah. go wrong giving john ham a comedic role i'm convinced yeah, yeah. I loved definitely what was. he was doing. He he knew he knew what was going on. Yep. <laughs> he knew yes. what his role was. Yeah. Fucking I, I'm sad we didn't get more Ed Harris. He'd make a
0: good oh. dirty hairy boss. Yeah, I mean I know, I thought that too. They were kind of stepping on each other a little bit. But I yeah. assume Ed yeah. Harris was in the first one.
1: Was Sam no. was Sam uh that I cannot buy. I, I would be super surprised if Ed Harris maybe he was. There Who's was the a guy? bald there was a bald man who is kind of an Ed Harris type character actor in Top Gun. Who's the guy
0: who gets shot in Training Day by Denzel Washington in his house? Scott Glenn. Was Scott Glenn in the first Top Gun?
1: Probably. Sounds like someone who would be. (laughs) You don't care enough. All right. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like I said, I haven't seen it since I was in theaters. Uh, I'm probably thinking of Silence of the Lambs. Scott Glenn was definitely in Silence of the Lambs. What's my bonus thing? All right. The bonus line. I love this song. Is that Conley? there's no reason, no. <laughs> so it's it's that that terrible standoff between Miles Teller and Glenn Powell in the, yeah. in, in, in Connolly's. um yeah. You know they they sling their half-hearted insults at each other, yeah. and then a song comes on, and Hangman disengages by saying, "I love this song." Yeah. Do you remember Classic what the song Hangman. was?
0: Uh, well, I'm assuming it wasn't "Great Balls of Fire" because
1: he wouldn't have no. been taunting the guy, and then Miles Teller defuses
0: him by playing. <laughs>
1: That would have been funny, though. It's Kelly Wan. It is a song which no one on the planet Earth has ever said, I love this song about. Plenty of people are like, oh, yeah, that song's fine. Nobody loves the song Slow Ride by Foghat, and especially nobody Glenn Powell's age. (laughs) Yeah. That's bad writing. That was terrible writing. Having that poor guy say, I love hat." No, nobody loves
0: hat. That's also not winning the argument, which is what the mode he should still right, right. be in when says the line. Exactly. He's, not bo- he's not owning Miles Teller right then. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It uh, should be setting up Miles Teller going, oh, I'll show you what real music is, and then doing piano. Right, exactly. Yeah. Instead, yeah, exactly. it just makes, it
1: just goes bad writing. Like, oh. Uh, you didn't see this. old wrote me. You didn't see the Scream remake, did you? No, I don't like the Scream movies. Yeah, no, I don't either.
0: I think they're dumb. Uh
1: the the Scream re- I know spoilers though. They're well, the, counts, the Scream right. movie is like the worst way to resurrect something from the 80s. Like right. everything that the Scream movie did wrong, it's I thought Top Gun Maverick did ro- did right.
0: It, you know what's funny? The Scream 1 came out in 2000 or 1999, and it was it was it was nostalgia bait then. For the '80s slasher movies. Jesus. So now. When, when,
1: when was oh? When well, was now it's now it's
0: nostalgia. Friends was the '90s.
1: Man, I guess so. so. I guess they okay. Yeah.
0: I remember. I, I have many landmark events in my life for these things too. I remember which TV it was. You know what? I've never seen Friends though, except like one or two episodes. Me I was either. a big Aniston fan, but yeah. I couldn't get into the characters. I
1: I, I've I never much prefer Top tried. Gun Maverick.
0: in terms of writing
1: um do you know anything it sounds to me like you you've read some stuff about this movie Uh, presumably tom cruise is flying his own jet did they have the young actors also fly their own jets i find that hard to believe but i didn't read that okay and i haven't heard it and you would think i would have heard it that
0: thing it's funny to me that that always bothers you because um like the idea that Tom, Cruise, like when he flew the helicopter in the Mission Impossible movie, and you're like, you can't even tell it's him, so it's stupid. And it's like, well, you're right, yes, but it's also he's doing it for you. you know what I, mean? <laughs> I know you didn't ask for it, but well, it's two things: it's full i two service. Montes. Yeah. A, it doesn't
1: bother me. I just thought I was never impressed by it. <laughs> like, well, you went on about it. Like, oh, what a well, idiot. because it was such a bullet point for the Mission Impossible movie. Did it?
0: Okay. Was it? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Like it was a big part of their marketing. And We were talking about – He flew a helicopter. But, well, yeah. well when, I, when I saw it too, and I think this is why we talked about it, there was a whole featurette presented after the movie about how Tom Cruise did his own flying and – and, yeah. and it didn't bother me. I was just saying, I honestly don't care. They could have done CG and it wouldn't, wouldn't have made a whit of difference to me. But in this, I could tell he was shooting his own missiles. <laughs> well, that's the thing is I, Decon-like. again, I feel that I still feel the same way. Like I presume Tom Cruise was doing some real flying. Um, and it didn't, I didn't care. One whit. didn't matter to me, but it did <laughs> make me wonder, well, wait, are all these young actors then also flying in, in jets? Um, yeah. It, it, it also, I, I think it, I loved the. That's fun to hear on a podcast. I, I loved the way they shot the. Because I think it's difficult to do an action scene with. Um, like to do a dogfight scene. Uh, right. And I liked the way that Joseph Kaczynski did it. Uh, and I especially loved the interior photography of the actors in the cockpits for yeah. a couple of reasons. Uh, one was how much you could see outside of the cockpit mm-hmm. behind them and to the sides. Yeah. Like that, they were able to just do some great composition of shots with getting a bunch of stuff in there with the actor's face front and center. Yeah, and I you really see the like faces,
0: that. and you could see the helmets yep. really well, and you could tell what was going on. And yep. that's what I meant about the editing being really good.
1: And, and furthermore, Kelly, dreaded. Wand, yeah. I, I've never seen this, but and that, yeah, you're you're dead. You're absolutely right about the editing. You know, just editing in a quick shot of somebody's hand on a stick. Some yeah. of the external shots, clarity. they did a really, they did a cool thing to to boost the clarity by showing you that computer visualization um, mm-hmm. that supposedly they were watching in the control room. So they could layer that on top of the actual photography and then edit in the actor's hands on the controls and then their faces. Yeah. So yeah, the editing was really good. And a touch that I loved so much. Like every time it happened, I just, I just kind of wanted to do a little clap. Uh-huh. I loved seeing the actors touching the canopy when they're looking around. Like they would put their hand up to propel their body as they twist to the side. You yeah. know, if you're, you're in a car and you're in reverse, you put your hand behind the passenger seat to help pull your body in a twist. you know what yeah. I'm talking about? Of course I do, Tom. You, yeah, I was in the Navy. So, well, but, 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 so it was a similar thing when they Fork. would reach out and touch the canopy to turn their bodies. I love right. that. Because yeah. it was clearly not an actor in front of a green screen. Yeah. It was an actor interacting with a cockpit the way that... A so they were looked. probably on gimbals like Vanessa Kirby. Like minimum what pilot. I'm guessing, Kelly Wand, is that it was some kind of a two-seater. Uh, and they just CG the out pilot. the instructor flying the pilot in, in the back. Yeah, I'm guessing it was something like that. But it looked um, cool. But even then, like... They, I, I doubt they had him land. But even then, you can still like. I've flown an airplane. I've flown. I've done a barrel really? roll. I've done a loop. And I've I, it, it no way. Over. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, not a. You jet. Never told me
0: that. That's impressive. Mm, Not really. Me. I mean, it's a. It was a two I can seater. I could hear
1: that. I'd be scared. No, you totally could. Believe me, anybody can. Nah. It was a. It was a press event. It's a two seater. There's a pilot in the back. You're in the front. You've got the control surfaces. Um. And he he asks you, okay, try turns. And as long as you don't like jerk the stick around he'll talk you through doing a loop and a barrel roll and like i all that stuff is pretty straightforward no Um, i'd
0: vomit but that'd be fun too
1: that well that is uh, and yeah that's that's an issue too is before he has you do stuff he wants to see if you're getting airsick yeah um i get airsick i'm getting airsick just thinking about a loop right now so thank you i mean the, the funny thing is i remember distinctly the moment i landed my stomach just started doing flip flops, but right. when I was in the air, I was way too excited. <laughs> but the moment I got out of that airplane, I remember thinking, "Oh God, I got to go find somewhere and sit down." Did
0: you ever parachute?
1: No, I've never done that.
0: Or bungee uh, jump?
1: I have gone to a parachute You're training past course. Passed my point, yeah. Uh, and what they the, so the most I've done is walking up on a tower and you jump off the tower, uh, and it there's a core that that it's kind of like bungee jumping but it's basically testing your your psychological ability to step out of an airplane. So I've done that, but uh, and how'd that go?
0: It was terrifying.
1: I mean, um, I just remember thinking this is this is completely counter to everything my body wants me to do. I think we should join the navy. Uh we might be a little too old, Kelly wand Oh, it's to fly oh. a plane? Come on. Also my eyesight is terrible. Yeah. My sense Kelly, I'll be I'll be your, I'll be your uh, Bob or your Goose. Ah,
0: okay. <laughs> I'll be your Connolly.
1: Wait a minute! I didn't sign up for that. I mean, Miss Connolly Junior, whatever her name was. Uh, I did like. I thought it was Don't super. Don't break her like, heart again, Tom. I won't. I won't, Penny. Penny. Uh, I, I love the scene of her leaving that door open. That was that was super. Oh, sexy. that was awesome. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. She and was. It good. almost made up for the fact that that was the worst sex scene ever. Like, oh, it was. was. It really was.
0: You know what though. <laughs> He and McGillis had less chemistry than that. i are kind of not
1: surprised. Uh, he and
0: McGillis, Kelly McGillis didn't have chemistry with anybody, except maybe Juddie Foster. Well,
1: I'm thinking, like... I don't, I don't know. Yeah.
0: Witness, witness defenders <laughs> taking it a task. <laughs> I never quite got her. And then she just vanished. But what were we talking about? Something else? We were talking about
1: Jennifer Connelly, Kelly. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Come on. Oh, my gosh. Ready career opportunities let's do it i know right this was a thankless role but she
0: delivered the goods That's what I so was. okay
1: here's here's a bad right you know what i should put this out in the sex scene uh there's a there's a brief moment where uh jennifer connelly is talking about her relationship with her daughter do you remember this Ugh. No. <laughs> why didn't you go Ugh. why would i okay yeah <laughs> bye Bad writing, <laughs> but no, I remember that happening, and I remember thinking, "Oh, they're going to develop her character. That's really cool." Uh-huh. But do you remember uh-huh. the whole purpose of that scene is then so Tom Cruise can talk about his relationship with uh with Miles Teller? Right. right, it's like him taking
0: Goose's dog tags instead of Meg Ryan getting them. Yeah, yeah, throwing them away
1: exactly. That like the scene really was gets... all about well, how does Tom Cruise feel? Right, instead of developing Jennifer Connelly. Yeah, yeah.
0: And the whole movie's like that, to be honest.
1: I mean... I, I John Hamm cares how Tom Cruise feels. Like well, but you said, but I, I feel like the younger pilots, they were given their due. Like, they, they got... Those, those oh, no, I like, know. But they, were, their like, job was for him to yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: turn them into what they already were. This is...
1: This is yeah. I mean, it's very much Tom Cruise vehicle. Uh, it and, Yeah.
0: What was the thing where... I was saying... Uh, It was about redemption, but none of the characters really needed redemption that much. Never mind.
1: What was the thing. Oh, shoot. Because I was was calling you to task. Oh, everything everywhere all at once. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah,
0: yep. Yep. So this was kind of like that. Yeah, it was. Like even Hangman. Hangman's supposed to be the douche character. Actually, John Hamm didn't get a redemption.
1: (laughs) Well, yeah, well, the funny thing is. I guess uh, he let Hangman
0: save Tom. Or or did Hangman defy orders also? I,
1: I think that their their reconciliation was a nod while John Hamm was up on the deck, uh, oh, and, then, okay. and then the black guy uh, salutes Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise salutes the black guy, yeah. and I thought the gag they were going for was that John Hamm thought Tom Cruise was saluting him. Oh, and so John Hamm nods at him. <laughs> <laughs> and there then were, tom cruise nods back there were two
0: black guys in this movie and i really liked the stern looking one yeah
1: warlock that actor yeah. charles parnell he's got a great like look to him and yeah. yeah like he could he could totally be on john Hamm's side when he needed to yeah. but you knew he cared about tom cruise and yeah, yeah i like that guy he a was a thousand
0: awesome. mile stare yeah yeah he's got to be in every summer blockbuster yep He's, He's got to run from dinosaurs. Oh No, he
1: needs to fight the dinosaurs, not run yeah. from them. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, guy yeah, needs to be cool. the dinosaur hunter. I agree. And his
0: voice was lived up to his face.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and that's the thing, is I like, he couldn't... Was he in Top Gun? Fuck no. Yeah, I didn't think so. I, I like,
0: part of me wanted to rewatch Top Gun... <laughs> I know, I know. Well, that's, what I, that's why I wound up not doing it. Is right, I, right. I laughed at myself. For that. <laughs> <But> <laughs> I was still like, you know, what's, maybe I, I don't know, you know, a lot's happened since then. Maybe I didn't give it its fair shot. Maybe uh, I would appreciate things about it more now as a dying old man.
1: Kelly Wan, the 80s Tony Scott movie you want to see is clearly Cocktail. That's Tony Scott too. I would be astonished. Or Tom and if Tony it's not. Scott.
0: Oh, that can't be true.
1: Who else is going to direct Cocktail? Come on.
0: Wait, talk amongst yourselves for a second.
1: Cocktail. That's that's with him and Elizabeth Shue, right? Yes. Yeah. Come on. How is that not a Tony Scott movie?
0: It's too. There's not. A, there's no action. It's just. It's like Top Gun without planes.
1: You've seen Cocktail. Pfft, why no. would you see that? <laughs> I had a I don't think. And I how do you know it. there's no action? They probably there's probably like a drug cartel they fight.
0: The director's Roger Donaldson.
1: Oh oh oh. I know who that is. He made Didn't Dante you speak, Bond... your favorite yeah, yeah, uh... yeah, yeah. Oh he made no way out. I was close. He's kind of a toad. Which I really like.
0: It. No way out's fucking good. Cocktail's stupid. What's wrong with <laughs> you? Why are you making me talk about cocktail? <laughs>
1: All right, well, Kelly, one, let's talk about a non stupid movie again next time.
0: Oh, spoilers.
1: You know, we're actually, we're going to talk about uh, a foreign movie. You're going to have to read to watch this movie, or just not read
0: those parts. I'm just trying to guess what's happening. As to, oh, right, right.
1: You could. Alternatively, you might know Norwegian. Hmm. So, uh, next podcast, we will be doing a movie <laughs> called The Innocents with a T. With a T. Uh, it is currently available online. It's directed by Eskel Vote. That's V-O yeah. T. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh And we'll be doing a podcast for that next time. So I hope you will join us for that. I am Tom Chick. I've been here with Kelly Wand. Oh, sorry. I did it wrong. I am Marmoset. I've been here with Tagline. Tom, you're my maverick. I learned about not thinking from you.
0: Quint was also in the Navy. Oh, that's right. He delivered so the, bomb. the yeah.
1: bomb. I'd prefer that we be more capable and prepared than lucky. Observation, reflection, faith, and determination. In this way, we may navigate the path as it unfolds before us. All right. And we have, what, eight more recharge cycles to go before we get to Origai 6? Is that a question, yes, sir? Yes, Walter, that's a question. That is correct.
0: This podcast probably damaged the environment. Sorry.